Hello there. So today we're going to be talking about workers and wages and if the Democratic Party is actually, you know, helping people out as much as it could be. So is the party going to be in the corner of low-wage workers? So far, not so much. A 2021 Vox article quotes a low-wage worker as saying, I don't expect to be rich, I I just expect to pay the heat bill. So will the Democratic Party fight to raise the minimum wage? Again, so far, not so much. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to title this one, Don't Just Speak to Working Class Discontent, Do Something About It. With the current state of Democrats, we can expect no or little effort for this item on their legislative wish lists as well as any efforts to bring about universal health care and rein in the insurance industry. For most Democrats, who are already struggling to frame the party's economic message to voters, the forthcoming platform still seems poised to leave out one of the most critical components for the working class, the workers themselves. And this is at a time when Democrats need to win over more progressive voters and win back more moderate Republicans, which can be done by addressing economic hardship. Suppose you materially improve working-class conservatives' lives. In that case, many of them will be a little more likely to look past some of the dumbass culture war issues that the Republican Party theocrats are trying to jam down Americans' throats. And we need to head in that opposite direction, too. The powder keg scenario is actually very real. Recently, the American Prospect had a piece urging Democrats to speak to working-class discontent. It says over 80% of Republicans, according to a recent national survey by the University of Virginia Center for Politics and Project Homefire, believe, quote, our country needs a powerful leader in order to destroy the radical and immoral currents prevailing in society today, end quote. So also a number of polls suggest that a substantial number of Republicans favor violent means to do so, and even Republican campaign ads regularly feature them solving their perceived problems with guns. It may technically look symbolic in the ads for legal reasons, for legal reasons of plausible deniability, But we all know what the symbolism means and how thinly veiled it is. So aside from dumbass so-called libertarian right-wingers, few people are upset about the prospect of raising the minimum wage. So the Dems need to take the corporate wieners out of their mouths and start talking about fighting for the minimum wage on behalf of workers, and particularly at large corporations that we know are fighting unions, and not with complete success. We know that unions are somewhat rebounding, actually, which is a pleasant surprise, and the actual progressive Democrats now actually have an opportunity to latch on to that and help. Unfortunately, though, I just don't see them doing that all that successfully because the Dems are still clinging to these weak sellout leadership people that fail to deliver for the American people. 
and we know they have failed them over the years as they are the second major party in the two-party system. So, I mean, logic itself kind of tells you that they have fallen short. As Victor Naro of the UCLA Labor Center said in 2018, quote, low-income workers are already in this fragile balance. One paycheck of not being able to get the wages they're owed can cause them to lose everything, end quote. And that's totally true. In fact, some of us have been there, done that, didn't get the free t-shirt. And what can happen if people feel they are about to lose everything? Well, they're probably a little more likely to become violent, aren't they? Or self-destructive. One of those kinds of things. Maybe they'll turn to drugs. Maybe, you know, they're, they're a little more likely to beat their spouses or, or what have you. And so you have more voters, you know, falling for the Republican culture war identity politics bullshit as well. It sounds almost like what a courtroom might call negligent infliction of emotional distress. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand something until they are forced to understand it. So maybe these CEO, CEOs of major companies like McDonald's might need to make only $15 an hour in order for politicians to even consider paying all employees at least $15 an hour. And to be fair, there, are, there is some pressure to increase the minimum, minimum wage, and even some major companies pay lip service to increasing the wage nationally. For example, even a Newswork article mentioned that the National Restaurant Association wrote in a letter to congressional leaders in 2021, quote, we share your view that a national discussion on wage issues for working Americans is needed, but the Raise the Wage Act is the wrong bill at the wrong time for our nation's restaurants. The restaurant industry and our workforce will suffer from a fast-tracked wage increase and elimination of the tip credit. So, you know, Newsweek was actually doing a good thing there about paying attention to this issue. However, that same Newsweek article does also quote Robert Verostek, a CFO at Denny's, as saying, quote, as the state of California increased their minimum wage kind of in a tempered pace over a certain time frame, and if you look at that time frame from us, California has outperformed the system. They had six consecutive years of positive guest traffic, not just positive sales, but positive guest traffic as the minimum wage was going up. So that's kind of a confusing way of wording things. And, you know, it's a bit sloppily worded. But the point is that, according to that Denny's guy, the minimum wage was actually beneficial for businesses in California. Or, I mean, the minimum wage increase was beneficial. But there is one critique of a minimum wage increase, and it's actually understandable. You know, I don't want to sound like a dumbass who doesn't understand, you know, opposing views. So some will say, yes, some of the richest corporations in the world can pay more than the current federal minimum wage. But what about smaller businesses? So as an example of this, a February 2021 USA Today article is, in my view, cynically titled, Big Business Backs a $15 Minimum Wage Because It Will Crush Main Street Competitors. They quote someone named Mandy King, 
who runs a child care center in Colorado. So she apparently said it summed up small business fear of a minimum wage hike. And uh, no, uh, wait, the article said that her view summed up small business fear of a minimum wage hike. So she, so this Mindy person said, please don't make it harder than it already is for small businesses like mine to stay open. There's only so much we can take. So even though that sounds fair and reasonable, I think there is a problem with that sentiment. If you can't pay your workers enough money, how will you stay in business anyway? Right? It is all but inevitable that at some point you will need to have a wage increase or have increased costs of some kind, even if it's not wages. And if you want reliable or even semi-reliable employees who can keep your business afloat, you should pay them adequately. Uh, some employers can pay more, and I think business grants and loans should be modified, and there could obviously be programs to help fund any struggling businesses when it comes to the wage issues. Or, of course, dare I say it, maybe not everything needs to be run as a for-profit making business per se, and people could start making inroads regarding the voluntary cooperative approach to society's goods and services. Maybe you don't need to even punish every single business operating at a loss, which is really one of the big and basic problems within capitalism to begin with. You know, the idea that if you're struggling, um, that you should just fail. You know, you should be forced to fail, basically. And as, as I just said, even if everything must be about making money, we already know there are ways to address small businesses dealing with wage increases. So it would be nice for the system to stop screwing the pooch and actually improves and actually improve people's lives because it can be done. Or we can keep selling out to a smaller group of mega corporations trying to hold all the purse strings, including within the government itself and the two-party system. So, all right, that about does it for this episode, and hopefully you agree with me. I did kind of stumble a bit in my phrasing here and there, but, you know, I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. So, have a good day, and see you soon.